Father, we thank you for the songs that have been sung. We thank you for the words of prayer that have been prayed. And we thank you for an opportunity to worship you in giving. And now as we take this time to look into your word, we ask that you will touch our hearts, our minds, and our spirits, and that your word will become mighty roots in our lives, and that it will grow into a big tree that is beside the rivers of water, and that we will be nourished thereby. We thank you and we honor you for it all. In your son Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Y'all, we are starting a brand new series. And as I was preparing last year uh, for our sermon series, when I, I wanted for us to, after last month, after we talked about praying, there was something else that I wanted us to make sure that we did after we got done talking about praying. Because sometimes we can begin to categorize things, and when we categorize things, we actually lose our focus. We lose our focus because it's for prayer and not for other parts of our life. But we are now at the point where we need to make sure to ensure that we are watching our mouth. And so the series for this month, the month of October, the greatest month in the history of months, is watch your mouth. And if you grew up in the 1800s like I did, you will realize that during that time period, you would sometimes as an adolescent or a, a child, you would hear conversations going on with adults and you would want to help them in their conversation and so you would say something. And the first warning was, watch your mouth. And the second warning was, pick up your teeth because you just got slapped in the mouth because you ain't watch your mouth. But we don't do that today. Right? Okay, we don't do that in the 2000s. But in the 1800s, that's what would happen. You would get the first warning, which was, watch your mouth. And so we want to ensure that we do that. We want to watch our mouth. And now as we are watching our mouth, that means that we have to ensure that we are watching what comes out of our mouth. So we're going to spend some time on that. So our first episode, which is today, I took a saying that we heard a lot of in the 60s, 70s, not more in the 70s and the 80s, a saying that we heard a lot of, and I modified it just a little bit. The, the saying was, whatever you consume, you become. The saying that they, that they would, would, would always say on TV is, you are what you eat. Y'all heard that before? Yes. You are what you eat. I flipped that a little bit. So our first episode is called, You Are What You Speak. You are what you 
speak. So let's talk about our definitions. Our first definition is watch. Watch means to be attentive or vigilant, to keep guard, to keep someone or something under close observation. That is watch. Mouth is an opening, affording entrance or exit, or it's also voice, or it's also speech. Our last definition for today is speak. Speak is to utter words or articulate sounds. Bless you, whoever that was that did that rapid fire. To utter words or articulate sounds is speak. To utter words or articulate sounds is speak. You are what you speak. We're going to be in Matthew, the start off Matthew, the sixth chapter, 19th verse. And Matthew, the sixth chapter, the 19th verse says this in the English Standard Version. Do not lay up for yourselves treasures on earth where moth and rust destroy and where thieves break in and steal. But lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven where neither moth nor rust destroys and where thieves do not break in and steal. Our emphasis is this verse, 21. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. Now we're going to jump over to Matthew, the 12th chapter. Looking at the 33rd through the 37th verses, still in the English Standard Version, it says this. Either make the tree good and its fruit good, or make the tree bad and its fruit bad. For the tree is known by its fruit. You brought of vipers, how can you speak good when you are evil? For out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. The good person out of his good treasure brings forth good, and the evil person out of his evil treasure brings forth evil. I tell you on the day of judgment, people will give account for every careless word they speak. For by your words, you will be justified, and by your words, you will be condemned. Father, we thank you for your word. We ask that it will rest upon the good soil of our hearts and we will grow thereby in Jesus' name. Let's talk about this for a little bit, if y'all don't mind. The bottom line of this situation is this. You, me, everybody, to reveal who you really are, we find out by what you say. We hear the intentions of your heart by what you say. We see the motivation of your heart by what you say. You can ask the prophet Samuel about this situation. Samuel was designated to go forth and find the next king of Israel. So he goes to Jesse's house and he comes upon Jesse's firstborn. And Jesse's firstborn was a nice, strong looking guy. And Samuel says, this got to be the one. And God said, no, that ain't the one. He says, you are looking at the exterior and I am looking at the heart. Now let's 
turn down that alley real quick and, 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 and talk about that for a moment. We're not talking about the, the four compartmentalized organ that regulates the blood flow and the oxygen flow in your body. We're talking about the center of who you are, the heart of who you are, the who you are when you have got tired of putting up facades and really want to tell people how you feel about them. We're talking about your center. At night when you are uh, wrestling with yourself, the person you're wrestling with is your heart, your center, who you really are. Not the person that you are projecting to be, but the person, like I said, when no one else is around, who you are. That person. Who you are. And so, when we look at the scriptures, we see that Jesus is pointing out, you saying certain words, but your intention in your heart is evil. And because of that, how is it possible that a good tree can produce evil fruits? It's not possible. So we have a contradiction in what you are trying to portray to the people. You're trying to say if you wholeheartedly follow these laws, these rules, and these regulations that I'm not even following, then you will be good for the kingdom of heaven. So Jesus is saying, hold on, wait a minute. If you want to make help people to be right, then you yourself, first of all, have to set the example of what being right is. And so a good person does not haphazardly do good. It's not a hit and miss. It's not the exception. A good person does good at all times. It's, it's something that they do habitually. It's 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 not the same with an evil person. An evil person does not do good habitually because they do not have the intention of doing good. Most of the time, their intention is to do whatever it will benefit themselves. So I just have to stop for a moment and and. I'm, I'm not going to do you like they used, used to do back in the day and tell you to look at your neighbor and all that other stuff. I just want you to ask yourself is, what are you speaking? Because you are what you speak. So what is it that you are speaking? What is it that you're saying? If we were to take a, 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 a make a, a, uh, a log of what you said yesterday, and we were able to place it upon a wall so that we could conduct an analysis of all the words that you said yesterday. Would the sum total of what you said yesterday indicate that you are good or that you are not good? Would the sum total of what you said yesterday say that you are helpful, that you're compassionate, that you are loving, or would it say none of that? What would it say if we were to evaluate everything that you said yesterday? When, you, when your husband or your wife, your son or your daughter dropped your favorite coffee drinking glass on the floor, did you say, it's okay? Or did you say, 
You better go buy me another one. Oh, I heard somebody clear their throat. Oh, I'm sorry. I ain't mean to start nothing. All right, don't go. Okay, I'm sorry. I'm just messing. And so we have to realize that every word we say has an effect. Every word that we say has a result. Every word that we say reflects upon us. And that is why the scripture says that even every careless word, every word that you really didn't think about, has a judgment that it has to go through. One of the good things about saying a joke is there has, in order for a joke to be effective, it has to have some element of truth to it. When you are telling a joke, if it is something that Everybody knows it's not wrong. It will not have the same effect where if someone says, oh, this is believable, and because it's believable, then when you throw the punchline in there, it has a different result. So it is very essential for us to understand that words have meaning because we are what we speak. And that's why I believe God says, Every word that you thought was careless is going to get evaluated because I want you to understand that every word that you speak has an effect. If you allow me to make this quick right turn down this alley, the Bible tells us that we were created in God's image and in his likeness. And because we are in his likeness, we have a ability such as he has. The Bible says in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. And that the earth was void and it, it was without form. And God said, let it be light. And there was light. Now, because of this, God has given us that same ability that when we make a declaration of something, it causes things to begin to happen. So if you keep saying, I can never do something, guess what? You can never do whatever it is. Why? Because God has given you the same ability that he has that when he makes a declaration, it is so. Because you are what you speak. You are what you speak. If you say that this is not going to happen, if that's not going to happen, you are what you speak. Y'all heard of the man by the name of Henry Ford? Henry Ford said that anybody can have a Model T when he first came out in any color they want as long as it's black. <laughs> now, what his point was is this is how it is. This is what it's going to be. And if you want it, then you need to change how you speak about the Model T car. The same thing with us. If we want something, then we have to change how we speak about what it is that we want. We spend too much time sitting up here talking about the reasons we can't 
instead of looking at and taking our energy and our words and attaching it to what we can. We are what we speak. I have been around people and we will be sitting watching a television show. And you know how you have the commercials that come in during halftime or during a break in the football game. And there'll be this new product that comes out. And I have heard more times than once where a person said, you know, I had that idea. But I just didn't think I could do it. Somebody thought they could, and now they got it. It's on national TV. We are missing out on so many opportunities that God has provided for us because we do not speak the right things. We do not make declarations. We do not make decrees. We do not make statements that are affirming to ourselves, to our heart, to our center, so that we can accomplish what God has put in us in order to accomplish. It becomes very, very confusing to us why why would I think this when God is trying to take you to another level because we are so used to walking and operating in what we see instead of operating and operating and, and looking into what God has for us. You know, God don't have no limitation. But the problem is we look at what we can see, which means for some of us, because of certain things like these, we even have greater limitations on what we can see, right? So we have to take off the glasses. We have to take off the perceptions that the world has given us and grab onto how God sees us to be. You are what you speak. You are what you speak. And so we see how Jesus is, is looking at these Pharisees. And the Pharisees are supposed to be the religious leaders of the time. They're supposed to have the connection with God that leads everybody else to the kingdom of heaven. But these jokers are so jacked up, they just don't even know what they're talking about. And Jesus is saying... If you get your mind right, if you get your spirit right and speak the good things of the word of God, you will not only transform the people, but you will transform yourself. But the problem is, when you think you are right, why do you need to transform who you are? Because you are what you speak. So we see how they were about the prompt and the circumstance. The, the Pharisees said you had to look like this. You had to dress like this. You had to wear this. You had to do it like this. You had to do it like this. And Jesus like that. All that stuff is irrelevant because the new kingdom, the kingdom of heaven's operation is based upon your heart. That is why we're even today we're having this big argument among church leaders about tithing. 
and we get wrapped around a word instead of looking at the heart of the matter. The Bible says, just like this, it says, give out of a cheerful heart. The amount is not as essential as the condition of the heart. Because if you give it with a bad attitude, God ain't going to bless the bad attitude. And folks is like, I'm doing what they say, but your heart ain't right, so it's going to be on rocky soil. I didn't mean to go down that alley, but it just jumped up and I had to turn down it. And because we got to look at our, our heart's intention in everything that we do. I'm trying not to hold y'all much longer, but I got to get through the, I ain't even got on my notes yet. And we got to look at, it's about 20 minutes of notes. So we're just going to have to run on with this real quick. We have to get the mindset of this. My words have power. My words have potential. My, and and let, let, me, let, me, let me say this. Because my words have power and my words have potential, it is the intention behind the words that I have to watch. Because if I don't watch the intention behind the powerful potential words that I say, it can become evil. The Bible says it like this. It says that it is not the love is not money that's evil. It's the love of money that is the root of evil. Money in itself is neither good nor evil. It's the intention behind the money. It's the same thing with our words. What is the reason? What is your heart's condition by why you said that? Because you are what you speak. You are what you speak. And so your words form people's uh, characteristics of who you are. There was a guy by the name of Nabal. And David said, we've been protecting his flock. We've been doing all these things for Nabal, and we need some food. Let's go ask Nabal for some food. His men go up there, and Nabal cusses them out, says, get away from me. Just really, and David got fireball mad. David said, we're going to kill everything up there. So David and them get ready, and Nabal's servants went to his wife and said, David came, asked Nabal, and, and she said, man, let me go take care of this. She catches up to David, and she says, David, now you know his name means fool. And what that, listen, you got to think about this. So David says, okay, we're not going to hurt him, because what is a fool going to say? A fool is going to say foolish things. So if a person, if you know a person is a fool, 
Why are you going to, oh, let's see, maybe another story come to my mind. So a donkey walks up to the tiger. And the donkey says to the tiger, he says, the sky is blue, uh, the sky is green. And the tiger says, no, it's not, it's blue. And they get into an argument, and the donkey gets all upset and says, we're going to go talk to the king about this. They're arguing all along the way. They get to the lion. The lion says, what is, what's going on? The donkey says, oh, king, this tiger is all stupid, and he just don't know what he's talking about. I keep trying to tell him that the sky is green, and he keeps trying to tell me the sky is blue. And he says, donkey, you are correct, and I will punish the tiger for causing this kind of confusion. The donkey runs off all happy and excited because he's right. He says, I'm right, I'm right, I'm right. The tiger's sitting there like, what are you talking about? That doesn't even make sense. And the, and the lion said, and he said, and, and why am I getting punished? He says, do you realize that you were talking to the donkey? You realize the donkey is a fool. Now, why did you waste my time and your time talking to a fool about something that was true? Can you say that again? <laughs> why would you waste your time and my, because the king was like, the lion was like, why are you wasting my time and your time talking to a fool? Why? Because a fool doesn't look for a correction. A fool is just looking to prove what he said is right. So are we wasting our time trying to validate something that we know is wrong with someone else? Or are we speaking words that will cause the person to reconsider what it is they're thinking and not arguing about it? Now, take a person that likes to argue, and I will spend time, but when we get to a point where we can't come to agreement, then I'm like, okay, since we can't come to an agreement, let's disengage and move on. Right. But a foolish person will look for more reason to argue. So we have to make sure that even as we're talking to people, as we're speaking to words to people, you know what Jesus told us? He said, don't be casting your pearls to the swine. Why? Why would you cast something that's precious to you to something to, to a person that is just going to stomp on it and step all over it, put it in the mud with them, and just make it look bad? Why would you do that? Because we have to... Realize that we are what we speak. So we have to wrap our minds around the fact that when we are speaking, that we are speaking from our heart. Even if we don't want to speak from our heart, that's where the words are coming from. Now the evaluation of what's being said is what we want to know. What are we saying and how will it be evaluated? Will it bring about what it is that God has placed in me to begin to, to uh, deposit into the earth? Or is it causing me to restrict myself even more to the foolishness that the world wants me to walk in? See, the world doesn't want you to walk in wisdom. The world wants you to walk in foolishness. Why? Because they want you to be where they are currently believe that you should be. And you should be a conduit for their success, not for your own.
And so we can see how Jesus was telling these folks, listen, now he even called them a brood of vipers. If y'all don't know what vipers is, it's snakes. Snakes are, and vipers are the poisonous snakes. And he's saying that you are not only snakes, but you're poisonous with this nonsense that you're telling these people that you're putting them in bondage because of all this nonsense that you're saying. Now, in that day, calling somebody a snake is like calling them some of the profane words that we use today. Just so you, you have an understanding. When y'all start talking about Jesus didn't cuss. Jesus, now cussing is, is different uh, uh, than how we look at it today. But my point is, Jesus was saying, y'all some whatever curse word that's running through your mind right now, that's what he was saying to them. And don't say it's not because you. when I said it, you start thinking of some of them. So don't even try. All right? Because that's how your mind works. You know how it works. But the key is... Things can run through your mind, but they do not get strength until they come out of your mouth. Because you are what you speak. And so as we look at this, as he was coming against them, you can see how he was pulling out. This is why this is not for people's glory. This is for your own agenda. Because he was saying, you're saying things that don't even make sense. How can it be possible for a good tree to produce evil fruits? And so we, Jesus wanted to, wanted to bring out the fact that the, the, the kingdom that you're trying to address is not an external kingdom. This is an internal kingdom. As you establish the internal kingdom, guess what? It will begin to affect the external, but we have to work first on the internal. There's an old song that says, what? Jesus on the inside, working on the outside. Oh, what a change in my life, right? It don't say Jesus working on the outside. Because Jesus is not concerned about the outside. He's concerned about the heart. Because we are what we speak. And so I want to get us to understand for this whole month, we're going to be talking about your mouth. We're going to be talking about what you say. And why are we doing that? Because it's important to how we live our lives. Now, if you realize that you have this type of issue where you just say stuff and don't concern yourself about what you say, then you need to be here at 642 Fairview Road, or you need to go onto the YouTube and listen to this because this is very essential to your life. You are feeling like you have come to the, to the ceiling of your current situation, and you're wondering how you get that breakthrough. You have to change what you are saying because you are what you speak. If you say this is what, this is all I'm going to have, then guess what? It is what it is. But if you say I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength, 
You can say that greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. If you can begin to orient yourself on things above and not things below, you will break through that current ceiling to a new level in Christ Jesus. With that being said, the key to this is this. You have to have a relationship with Jesus Christ in order for any of this to operate in your life. The Bible says it like this. It says that if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you shall be saved. It says because with the mouth confession is made unto righteousness and with the heart we believe unto salvation. So it, it becomes the importance of the mouth and the declaration. So we have to make these things in order to be in the right frame of what God desires for us to do. Now the reason that salvation is so important is because the word salvation in itself is an indicator of you being moved from one position to another. Because the Bible says that if you do not have Jesus in your life, then you are scheduled to receive the death penalty. But if you accept Christ in your life, then you have eternal life. Life for eternity. And so we want you, we, our desire is for you to live in a position whereby you know that you have life on this side of your current life. We want Christ to be the preeminence in your life. And for that very reason, we want to assist you, whether you're here in the sanctuary or whether you're wherever you are and throughout the world, we want to come alongside you and assist you in going in the direction that God has for you to go. And with that being said, we want you to contact us in one or two ways. You can contact us either through our email at info at godshousecc.com. Let us know that you've made that decision to accept Jesus into your life. And we will come alongside you because this is not, this is not an individual sport. This is a team event. This is a team sport. We're going to come alongside you. Whether you're here in South Carolina or whether you're wherever else in the world, we will come alongside you and assist you along this journey because we want the best that God has for you in your life. Additionally, if you don't want to email, you can text us. And you can text us at 864. Hold on. See, I misplaced my... 864-920-0100. 864-920-0100. You can text us. Don't call that line because you won't get no answer. That is a text only. And if you need to contact us in any way, let us know. We will come alongside you, assist you along this journey because we want you to operate in you are what you speak. Amen. Friends, family, folks watching, everybody. Episode number one's in the book. Mm -hmm. You are 
what you speak. Now I keep saying it. You're going to be watching everything you say. Some of y'all rolling your eyes already because you know you got to make some adjustments. But that's okay because that's what we want to do. We want to conform ourselves to the image of Christ so that we can speak and declare his goodness to those that we encounter. Guess what? Until next week, God's blessings be upon you in Jesus' name.